I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to a highly contentious episode of... But That's a Different Story. Where we bring you segments so objective, you'll be racing to subdue the target before we're through. So Ronald, earlier today you were telling me that you purchased a brand new hydroponic system so you could start your very own garden in the abandoned windowless YMCA locker room you're currently living in. Almost, Matthias. Actually, a group of teenagers left it in my wet wiping area after one of their parents found it in their bedroom closet. I'm assuming that they must keep to a strictly carnivorous diet in their household and wouldn't stand for their child having their own secret garden, so he had to dispose of it quickly. Glad to see that someone is finally pushing back against the tyranny of ethical consumption in the good old U.S. of A. But how is the home horticulture lifestyle treating yourself? Well, I've just done my harvest for the year, so I thought I might bring in some homegrown fresh fruits and vibrant veggies for us to put to the ultimate test in a new segment we're calling... Opinions. Now tell me, Ronald, what sorts of species of plant reproductive organs are we going to be sampling today? To be honest, I procured most of my seeds by pilfering from various bird feeders in the backyards of some Upper West Side brownstones, so the taxonomy on these may be a little off. Also, since relocating to New York City, I haven't even seen a fruit or vegetable in nearly 20 years. I've been subsisting purely on the bagels that get discarded from the bakery next to me every night. Well, lucky for you, dear friend, I spent much of my youth toiling in the sun on my grandpappy's farm with the underside of my fingernails caked in soil, so I might know a thing or two to help you out. Unfortunately, I just produced a story where I had to get reconstructive facial surgery to give myself giant eyes like the paintings of Walter Keane or the lead in Alita Battle Angel to see if single men aged 15 to 35, with the predisposition to naughty body pillows, would find me more attractive. So I'm temporarily blinded. Why don't you go ahead and describe them for myself and the listeners, and I'll do my best to guess what you have. Wonderful. Well, the first one probably closest resembles a small brunette child's head, both in color and size. And considering the dispersion of the fine brown hair across the entire spherical outside of the rind, it would have to be a child cursed with a very early puberty. Also, a very hard and hardy rind, although I don't have sufficient experience to compare that to an adolescent's cranial area. I believe I have all the information I need. It seems that we're starting with the dud because this particular plant part doesn't fall into the category of fruit or vegetable. What you have there, Ronald, is a coconut, which actually isn't even a nut as the name might suggest, but rather a legume. I could tell from the second I heard its rind resonate against the desk. Ah yes, the old holy grail horse test. Well, we can't give it an official review, but off the books, due to its comedic value and the important part it plays in both Monty Python and the classic coconut cream pie in the face gag, I'm going to give this a 5 out of 5 beans in the basket. I wholeheartedly agree. What do we have next? The next thing to sprout from my garden was this funny-looking golden-colored, I'll go ahead and guess here, fruit. It's got a stem coming out from the very top, where it's quite thin. When you get towards the bottom of this fruit, however, it is quite thick. One could say it might resemble a certain kind of girl that Freddie Mercury might sing about, or an upside-down light bulb. Sweet to the taste, but not too sweet. Quite juicy. Sounds to me like what you've got there is nothing more than an elongated apple. 
This can happen when too much juice is pumped into the apple from the leaves of the apple bush, causing the apple to take on more of a yellow hue from the chlorophyll contained in the leaves. Simultaneously, all of that extra juice collects in the bottom of the fruit due to the simple rules of gravity creating its signature pendulum-like shape. Otherwise, it's completely indistinguishable from your everyday delicious red. Magnificent. I do have to say, the flavor is pretty great, on par with some of the best Skittles I've ever tasted. However, due to its unoriginality and, frankly, complete hoisting of the apple's whole brand, I'm going to have to give the elongated apple a 1 out of 5 beans in the basket. A fair and just scoring in my opinion. Next we have a whitish spherical object with some twisties on the top where it comes to a point, almost as if it's tied in a knot. There's a pretty pungent aroma coming from it which seems to be affecting my tear ducts. Ah yes, that would be the burrata berry or perhaps its distant cousin that you may be more familiar with, the mozzarella fruit. Hailing from its native land of Italia, this fruit goes especially well as a topping on pizza. I think I can speak for everyone when I say that you're not the only one that gets tears in their eyes when they think about the sweet gooey goodness of a fresh slice of piping hot za. How interesting. And how would you rate this one? I'm gonna level with you, Ronald. I couldn't live without this one. Based on its connection to my favorite foods like mozzarella fingers and buffalo mozzarella wings, this gets a 5 out of 5 beans in the basket. I'll have to take your word for it, as I'm severely TGI Friday intolerant and haven't had a deep fried food since the funnel cake incident of 89. Anyway, our last item here is a special one to me, as it took the longest to grow. This one is very large and very orange and squat with a thick hard rind and a dark green stem protruding from the top of it, almost like a sort of handle. Ah yes, expect to be seeing a lot of these come All Hallows Eve time, Ronald, because this is the one and only Jacko Fruit. Named as such due to their connection to Halloween and the yearly tradition of cutting them open, hollowing them out, carving fun little faces in them, and calling them Jacko Lanterns. Unfortunately, they are entirely inedible and, in fact, quite poisonous to the human body, causing dryuria, which is basically dry heaving from behind, and a swollen tongue. I wish I had known that before eating a handful of the delicious stringy goo inside. For that, I'm going to give the Jacko Fruit 0 out of 5 beans in the basket. Wow, Matthias. I guess all that time you spent on the farm as a kid really paid off. What kind of crops did your grandfather grow anyway? Crops? My grandpa owned a pig farm. Well, that's all the time we have for today, dear listeners. We'll see you next time on... But, but that's, that's a, a different, different story. story.